0: Hello and welcome into another episode of Popcorn for Breakfast. We have a Chris-packed show for you today. That's right, we're keeping the Chris theme going from last week. Not only will we give you the final tally from our favorite Chris vote, we're also going to be reviewing a film called Extraction, starring Chris Hemsworth. We'll also get you all caught up in what's poppin', and we'll wrap up the show with our schoolyard pick of places or situations that you'd like to be extracted from. Let's do it. Thank you for joining us on another fabulous episode of Popcorn for Breakfast with your co-host Kirk. Hello, hello. I am your other co-host Cam, and we have lots to discuss today. Kirk, we have um, first and foremost the Chris's. Should we just start with the Chris thing? I mean... Should we just dive into it headlong? Yeah, that's fine. I'm you a, seem a little defeated, Kirk. I mean, can you elaborate? What's what's going on here? There's some tone. You know, I'm just trying
1: to to pick myself up uh, off of the floor after several people shattered my opinion mm. into a bajillion pieces. You know, I wasn't throwing shade at your Chris loves. That's true. And preferences and hierarchy.
0: But you everyone, could though. You'd be justified now, right? Yeah. But you know what? I'm a kind person. That's fair.
1: And hopefully it was a gentle ribbing, but I, I did feel I did feel um a little attacked. Sure. By a couple of people, I won't name them. Yeah, sure. I want to.
0: Yeah, sure. You know who you are. Any anti Chris Pine people out there? You better watch yourself. All
1: I gotta say is, if you have not seen, you know Chris Pine at his best.
0: What was that movie he was in about the train? That was pretty good.
1: Unstoppable.
0: No. Okay. Yeah no it, no it was I was thinking Unbreakable was no but yeah Unstoppable
1: yeah him and Denzel yeah that was good he was good in that it was it's actually it's someone's um like favorite one of their top like ten favorite movies like Bong Joon-ho or someone whoa yeah, yeah it's like one of their things that they rewatched like it's actually spectacular yeah
0: it is, no it is really good mm-hmm. um. That's not the best thing that he's been in.
1: It's not. It's it's really not. I mean, you got him in Captain Kirk. You have him uh, in the first Star Trek reboot. In Star Trek Into Darkness, he does some really incredible things. Hell or High Water. Outlaw oh, King. Oh, man.
0: Hell or High Water was so good. So good. Dang.
1: Outlaw King, he just gets to get so featured. It's like all on him. Um, it's a Netflix film about Scotland right after what happened in Braveheart. Basically, yeah. this is the aftermath. He's just, he's just a treasure. And... I also liken him to Jeff Bridges because yeah. Jeff Bridges has this incredible voice that you cannot mistake. Chris Pine also has that quality in his voice that mm-hmm. you're just shocked when he opens his mouth. Interesting. So much so that he gave Jeff Bridges like a lifetime achievement award like he was the announcer and you're like, oh, are they like related? It, yeah. it was It was insane. They're not though, right? They're not though. I wish they were.
0: Yeah. I mean, they were in... Um... Were they in hell or high water together? They were. He was in hell or high water. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's it works out. But anyways, I, I I mean, people. Here's the thing. We knew this was going to be very hotly contested. Yes. We knew it. Um, I had people texting me like, "Seriously, Evans?" I was like, "What?"
1: (laughs) Oh, so you got some? Uh, Everybody's getting heat. Okay. I mean,
0: Chris Pine took some major L's. I don't want to. I don't want to diminish that because I mean, he lost. Okay. He was losing. Yes. At the end end of the episode when we recorded last time, he's still losing to this day. I'm sorry. I know. In fact, I think, yeah, the results ended up being the exact opposite of your picks from last (laughs) week. (laughs) So to recap, as of date of recording, because remember, this is a living thing.
1: Hemsworth came in
0: third? Hemsworth came in third. Whoa. Yeah, yeah. So so here we go. Final tally was Pratt in first. Second place, Evans. Hemsworth, third. Pine fourth. Whoa! I know. I know. Shocking and appalling.
1: I just want to say thank you to the three other people that also chose Chris Pine.
0: I think there were only two other people because <laughs> you were one of the three. Hold on.
1: I think there was a surprise uh, heart over over this past weekend.
0: Let's find out.
1: I just I, I did not pay them in any way, shape, or form.
0: Well, let me tell you what you shared the post, and I'm not counting anything from that because that's a share. That's fine. It's got to be on the real genuine article.
1: That's fine. I understand.
0: So I will double check my numbers, but I do believe that Pine had only three when I last checked. Um, either way, you lose, Kirk. I'm sorry. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I, I hate to say it. I don't think um, you do. I think he, it brings you a little bit of joy. <laughs> I mean, I did win, I think. Yeah, this is my exact thing. You did. No, 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 it's not. Evans was first on my list. So okay. never mind, never mind. Uh, yeah, we only have three hearts. You, and two other people whose names I bleeped out. Over uh, the full name, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the full names I bleeped out. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh,
1: I could. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say their names again to Kurt, make you work. No, in don't do it. Don't do they it. They
0: are. Do not. That would be bad.
1: Um, Dirk Curlin. <laughs>
0: Dirk Curlington. And
1: Kurt Deloon.
0: Wow, those guys sound a lot like you. Weirdly. No, no, they're not. Um. So yeah, I mean. Favorite Chris is—it's pretty definitive there. Now, granted, this is a living, breathing thing. We'll keep an eye on it from afar. But Chris Pratt—that's your winner. That's the winner. That's the winner of the favorite Chris's. Um, I hit the applause thing, and it did. There we Congrats to Chris Congrats. Pratt. You're Well deserved. Um, hopefully. Expecting another child.
1: Is that right? He is with his uh, new wife.
0: Him and uh, Schwarzenegger.
1: Yes. Who is a Kennedy? So a Pratt. Christopher Pratt.
0: pratt Schwarzenegger kennedy Yes. Whoa. It's pretty crazy. That's like a super baby. Yes, it is. We better watch out. We Like, you know in Winter Soldier where they have that thing <laughs> that identifies people with, like, tons of potential? Yes. That thing would snipe this baby <laughs> right out of the world. Immediately. I as soon mean, as it sets foot on this earth. Game over.
1: It's pretty crazy yeah. to think about that.
0: Man. What's crazy is that, like, I think about this all the time. Like... Let's say you're Dwayne Wade's baby, yeah, right? You're just like born. You don't know anything. By the time you're three, you're like, I got a pretty sweet setup here. I mean, you're still probably thinking like, this is what everyone has. Mm -hmm. And then once you're like five, six, seven, you're like... Holy crap. Mm-hmm. I hit the jackpot. <laughs> yes. I mean the absolute jackpot. And that's what this baby, is. they hit the total jackpot. So congrats. Congrats to that baby.
1: Congratulations. And indeed. congrats
0: to the Pratt Schwarzenegger Kennedys. <laughs>
1: so <laughs> continue the bloodline.
0: Um, yeah. So that's Chris's. That's, that's your Chris's. Any, any final thoughts there?
1: I just, uh, I have no hatred for anyone else for your Chris choice. And I would hope that you reciprocate. Well, that. Well,
0: listen, I, I would say, you know, remember, keep in mind. All these Chris's are fantastic. We love them all. Not equally, but we love them all. So (laughs) there (laughs) there it is. Um, Speaking of Chris's, we had a very Chris-filled weekend of content. um, Because on Friday, we got Extraction that dropped, starring Chris Hemsworth. That's the film we're reviewing on this episode. Um, We have lots to say on that. There's a lot to unpack there. Um, And then... Also, defending Jacob on Apple TV Plus, which is a limited series that stars um, Chris Evans, Mm -hmm. none other than Chris Evans, as well as the wonderful Michelle Dockery and Jaden Martell, Lady Mary, right?
1: Is Michelle for those who
0: who uh, drink the Downton Abbey Kool Aid? That's right. Which I've been told like five trillion times. See, this is the oppositional defiance disorder. Mm -hmm. Everybody's like, "Oh, you'll love Downton Abbey." I'm like, keep saying it. Because every time you do, I'm less likely to watch it.
1: I did not think I would like it, and I got sucked in hard. Loved it.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's supposed to be good. For a period of time there, it was like the thing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, how is a PBS show like the thing? But, you know, stranger things have happened. So, Mm -hmm. All right. So let's talk about Defending Jacob a little bit. Let's do. Because... (laughs) So I had a really weird watching experience with this show because when you go on Apple TV Plus which I really like their UI like it's not it's just pretty you know it's not like the most it makes it look like there's more content there than is actually there which is probably by design it does but it looks like really nice whereas like Disney Plus's UI still leaves a lot to be desired it's pretty clunky and like doesn't even really look that great. You know, it's just like a bunch of squares yep. and you have to just kind of sift through them. Um, but in the UI, it said defending Jacob episode one of three, episode two of three, episode three of three. So I'm like, this is a three episode miniseries. And so I thought to myself, I'm going to buzz through this thing. I'm going to record a video for the pop for the podcast, because we've been talking about doing this series called homemade popcorn where we will review like shows or movies that we watch that we're not reviewing on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So I was like, this would be a great candidate for that. The third episode ends and I'm like, well, that's very open. (laughs) (laughs) There's still a lot of stuff. What's going on. And then I realized there's like four more episodes coming. So I was like,
1: crap. Thank goodness. But also, I I mean, I understand that you want to like try to keep people hooked week to week, but just give me all the episodes. Give them all to me right now. Yeah. I don't like it.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. I, I don't, it's especially weird to drop three. And that was their strategy with the morning show as was well. Was it? Mm-hmm. Ugh, it's so bizarre.
1: Because yeah, I, I watched the first one, hated it, gave up. But then I came back later and they were still dropping. So then episodes. will they drop
0: another three or will they just do one?
1: It's week, week to week uh, until the end of the season. What in the world? Yeah.
0: Yeah. I, I don't like any of that, um, just frankly. It's an interesting show, though, I will say. Like I watched it. Um, really good acting I thought I know you got a chance to check it out too I don't know if you feel the same way but I thought that Chris Evans and Michelle Dockery and even Jaden Martell whose character is not particularly well written but good performances all around but I mean I, my, my big takeaway from it is that there's just so much wasted potential mm-hmm. you know like there's just so like the dialogue is so clunky sometimes yeah. and the supporting cast is just awful at times I mean just awful
1: yeah they really really are um the first episode man just stick through it because that's where the worst writing their exposition getting everything out to you is yes it's a hard watch but the last like 30 seconds of that episode it's like oh oh i see now i see why this show was greenlit (laughs) (laughs) yeah right and then episode two and three i think are are far superior to episode one and really fun to watch
0: yeah i think so too we'll we'll see where it goes um I feel like, I don't know. Like it feels like they're running out of stuff to talk about here. Like I was at the point where at the end of episode two, I was like, they could wrap this up in the next episode. Oh, okay. Because I thought it was going to be three episodes, but I honestly thought like they could wrap it up and I still feel like, how are they going to do four more episodes? But we'll wait and see. I really do think Chris Evans and Michelle Dockery are working overtime and doing a really, really good job. So it's worth watching for that. Um, was really kind of hoping this would be the thing to make me be like, okay, Apple TV plus is on the up and up, you know, like they've got the banker, which we both agreed was really good. Mm -hmm. Um, If they had, if this had been a smash, like super good, you know, thumbs up all around, I would have started to feel like, okay, they're starting to hit their stride and man, it's just like, it's not a big enough step forward. Like it's, it's, it's okay. And it may even end up being good by the end of it, but I don't think it'll end up being great by the end of it. And it just you're like, who's paying for this? You know, like who who realistically is gonna pay for this platform? I have to imagine the vast majority of their subscribers are people who have bought an iPhone.
1: Yeah. They I really mean they are. have to be. They really are. I don't know. I mean, if they run that campaign forever, then they will always have users <laughs> and subscribers. I know, but no revenue. You know, <laughs> like
0: there has to be an end game here where they make some cash.
1: Right. Well, I mean, do they really need it? Do they really need it? I
0: mean, they don't, but that's why everybody's doing these subscription-based things. Is because it's like a predictable cash flow. Mm-hmm. You know, you can kind of monitor it month over month and be like, "We have this many subscribers, which equals this many dollars." And right. Are, it's like nice and easy and clean.
1: Yeah, uh, I wonder how the other ones like servant, M Night Shyamalan servant. Uh, yeah. And uh, the awful uh, Jason Momoa See, I wonder what those numbers are. I want to see those. Dude, I,
0: I'm so done with M Night Shyamalan. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, when that glass movie came out i was like no thank you you're trying to tell me that this is all some sort of interconnected series and i feel like everybody's opinions on those films are like no no like uh uh it's it's kind of good like like split is split is almost really good and and unbreakable was good right and and they're trying to like convince themselves and then by the time you get through all the arguments you're like okay what do we have like what what are we left with here
1: let me clear the board for you unbreakable is an a near flawless film it's really really great that's number one okay split is a decent movie it's got jason mcavoy running the show he's just
0: james mcavoy yeah what did i say I thought you said Jason? I might have. I was because you Jason. were thinking Jason Momoa. Okay. I got you. Are they the same person? No. James Momoa. <laughs> James Momoa. <laughs> you got James
1: McAvoy, your boy from Scotland, just running the show in that. And then Glass is an absolute atrocity. It should right. be scorched off the face of this earth.
0: Yeah. So I'm just like I don't know. And I I I've seen Unbreakable. It's been a really long time though. Mm-hmm. I, I like I have almost no recollection of it. It's just, like, one of the other Bruce Willis films that I've seen. Oh, man. You know?
1: It's one of the defining Bruce Willis films yeah, for me.
0: Yeah. So, and, and I mean, M. Night Shyamalan has moments, but I'm done with him. I'm I'm sorry. It's understandable. I wish I liked his stuff, but yeah. I don't. I just, even the good ones, I'm like, eh, it's okay. You know? Um, yeah, so I don't know what that show's like. I know there's, like, some sort of fake baby involved there. I'm yeah. like, I don't like any of that. <laughs> um, oh, and then C... <laughs> I can't even help but laugh when I think of that show. A show that just, they couldn't even make it look remotely interesting. No. They tried so hard to be like, trust us, this is going to be good. And there was just no way. I didn't even touch that thing. I was like, no, nope, nope.
1: It's like, okay, okay, get it. Get this, guys. Everyone in the show is blind, except there's a set <laughs> of twins that gets born and they can see. Okay, right. okay, what's the show called? see <laughs>
0: it's like okay a little shallow uh, what else happens
1: jason momoa takes his shirt off
0: <laughs> like all right <laughs> plus <laughs> yeah it's it, that show concept man it's it's hilarious but I'm sure jason momoa got a nice paycheck he's probably <laughs> probably enjoying oh, yeah. his quarantine with that big stack of cash so <laughs> props to him um yeah so that's defending jacob I watched some other stuff this weekend. I watched Middle Ditch and Schwartz. Mm -hmm. That's really that's a tongue twister. It's like Middle Ditch and Schwartz. Middle Ditch and Schwartz. There's a lot of hard consonants in that. Yes. Um. Really good. I mean, I watched the first episode only so far. I watched it with my wife. We were laughing pretty hard. I mean, it's good. It's good improv comedy. Which, what I think is really funny about improv, I was thinking about this when I watched it. Like the funniest improv is the improv that's kind of gone off the rails yes (laughs) which is it's so strange like improv is a very like a way more nuanced art form than I think a lot of people realize I mean I only know because I've been around actors like you and my sister and other people and we had we had an improv class in business school and stuff like that like there's a lot that goes into it and you realize like how hard it is to keep a good improv going But the funniest moments are always when it breaks down. Yes, like it's and, and you can't That's what makes improv great because it's not scripted so you will get those breakdowns and when you do They're so genuine and so hilarious and everybody's in on the joke mm-hmm. And I think that's part of what makes these guys so good is that they just embrace it, you know They understand that that's that's part of the shtick and yeah. to just just roll
1: I watched part of the first episode, and I immediately texted Aubrey and I said, "Hey, listen, I found our next show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we have to watch all, all three of these tonight. It's a
0: tease, though, man. With three,
1: only three, you know. Yeah, are they still like piecing together other ones, or did they film three and then the Rona happened? You know, like
0: it's hard to know. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not sure. I I'm, follow Ben Schwartz on Twitter, mm-hmm. um, and I'm not clear on that." even though I've seen like every one of his tweets for the past few weeks.
1: I just, I want there to be like 30 of these things because the first 20 minutes that I watched was so good.
0: I think it's doing well. I saw it on the top 10 list, um, this week Django Unchained was also on the top 10 list. Yes, it was pretty stoked. Django Unchained was like trending on Twitter for a while on Saturday. And I was like, yes, I'm so for this. (laughs) Welcome. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody who's just now realizing this movie is incredible and it's getting its due. Like everybody was talking about how good, um, Jamie Foxx is in that movie and I was like yes he really I'm was. so here for this mm-hmm. um, so that's awesome and then I also watched some stand-up this week I watched Nate Bargatze who's my favorite just so funny and so relatable I think just because he's from middle America also and so his his stuff just feels a little bit more real than when you see these like coastal comedians like they they the coastal comedians are still good but something about this guy is just just feels way more genuine.
1: You just know this guy so 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 well. He does this hilarious bit about a dead horse on a front lawn
0: um oh Oh, man (laughs) (laughs) it's yeah this was that was in this stand-up so good (laughs) he also does a bit about like milk and is it ice
1: i can't remember Uh, he's oh yeah he
0: talks about how he he orders um ice coffee with milk yes and has multiple times gotten just a cup of milk with ice (laughs) (laughs) Which like what in the world though i will tell you my great-grandparents used to if i went to my great-grandparents house growing up They would serve milk with ice, like that was the thing. Wow! And so I'm like, I know that taste, and it's not a bad taste, but it's 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 an interesting combination over regular milk with no ice. So
1: he is just out of this world, Uh, brilliant, funny. He's like the next. uh, Oh, maybe I should think of who I'm going to say before I say. Oh, Jim Gaffigan. You know, yeah, he's, he
0: is like a Jim Gaffigan.
1: He, he's just like an everyday man.
0: Seems to be very in touch with the peoples. Yes. So, which is good. I mean, that's all the great comedians are.
1: Yes. You know? I have one thing to shout out. I watched yeah. many of the things you did this weekend. I also watched a horror film Ooh. this weekend. I started it uh, during the week last week by recommendation from one of our listeners, Melissa.
0: Yep, there you go. Can I say just her no. first name? Yes, is that okay? You okay, can cool. say just the first name. Her
1: and her family watched it. It's called The Platform. Oh, it's on. It's a Netflix original. It's dubbed in English. Okay, I think it's originally in Spanish. Um, scarred me for life. Oh, good. <laughs> Absolutely yeah, good. horrifying.
0: Yeah, yeah. I've uh, I've heard of that one. Yes, scary. Yeah.
1: Some I can't do horror movies anymore. Uh-huh. Uh, I think I used to to try to be like cool. Um, but I was like, you know what? I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna go into it knowing that this is surreal, and you know, once all the gore started happening and um, uh, cannibalism, there was just uh, this part of me that just uh, uh, freaked out uh, dearly. Uh, was it
0: Melissa who recommended that, or was it Megan?
1: It was. Well, I had Melissa recommend it to oh, me. Oh yeah,
0: and Megan said something about it too. Did Megan watch it too? I think so. Yeah.
1: Well. It's, All uh, the
0: people with M names are watching this movie. You should check it out.
1: Mark, Michael, Michelle. If,
0: if your name begins with an M, we've got a great film for you. It's called <laughs> The Platform. Report back. And it will horrify you, according to Kirk.
1: Yes. Uh, it was a well-made well, well made film. It was uh, pretty brilliant in its, in its uh, uh, themes and ideologies and such. And but.
0: that's the thing with horror films. Yes. Is when a regular film is well-made, you get to enjoy it. When a horror film is well-made, you never sleep again. Yes. So... It's a trade-off.
1: <laughs> I have been awake for ninety-six hours.
0: <laughs> Your eyes are just like, yeah, I can see. it. You're just like, yep, uh, I'm good like this. I don't need to sleep. It's cool. <laughs> it's it's uh, it's honestly fine. I'll, I'll be okay. Yes. Well, um, appreciate the recommendation to our M name people, but yeah, no, no. For, that's going to be a no for me, dog. Yeah, you're exempt. Yeah, Kirk watched it. So and th- he just gave his review. So that's our stamp. <laughs> There you go it's terrifying <laughs> pee your pants meter what you got oh 15 it's oh <laughs> dude dude i can't with that it's rough what would what would you what movie would you compare it to like the, what the with the kind of scares that you get. oh gosh um because it's the it's uh, presumably it's the type of scary that sticks with you afterwards right it's not just the jump scares yeah there's very few jump scares just
1: like an overall like Oh my gosh, that looks like there are people in this film where they look like they're, they could be your neighbor. Oh. And that's part of the scary part of Ugh. it, right? There, there's like all these normal people put in this extreme situation to better their lives. And, uh, what is it what I, i can't put my finger on it you know like the creepiness of that foreign film i watched i can't remember it was an asian film called the audition and yes that thing was super cringy and there's something else it'll come to me later
0: yeah well um thank you for your service for watching that terrifying film you're welcome so that i don't have to i appreciate it anything else you watch anything else this weekend uh if not, we can jump into what's popping. Let's jump in. Let's pop it up. All right, we actually, have, we actually have some movie news this week, okay? You ready for this? Yes. So Netflix acquired the rights to a film called, well, it, I don't know if the name is Enola Holmes, but it's about Enola Holmes, who is the mischievous sister of Mycroft and Sherlock Holmes. And it's starring Millie Bobby Brown. what are you you trying to do you're trying to press a button trying to press a button it didn't work oh okay try try it now
1: (laughs) say say what you said again
0: uh so enola holmes has mycroft holmes and sherlock holmes sister in it she's like their mischievous sister and it stars millie bobby brown and henry cavill and wow that's rude (laughs) that's really rude that says crickets it sounds more like a It's It's like a wheel
1: like the squeaky wheel and a unicycle (laughs) like the are you afraid of the dark? Yes. Are you afraid of the
0: dark? Yeah, it's exactly what I was thinking of weirdly. Um Yeah, so I don't know. I take it by your reaction by (laughs) pressing that button You are not a fan of this. So I mean Why
1: like why? I don't
0: know know, Kirk. I don't know anything about it. All I know is it has Millie Bobby Brown who we like yes, Henry Cavill who we like sometimes Mostly well, check me. Me sometimes. You like him all the time. I think.
1: Uh, I do. Minus... In, mo- in most things. I uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> and then Helena Bonham Carter, who is the best. Yes. So.
1: It's just a boring story. I think.
0: Yeah. I mean, I will say that like anytime Netflix acquires the rights to a movie, I don't get too hyped about it. Just because they tend to take anything they know somebody will watch, like anything that is familiar. So like this has a Sherlock Holmes tie in. So they're, they're not even thinking about who's in the movie, what it's, a. they're not even thinking about like, is it good or not? They're just like, that's related to Sherlock Holmes. People will watch that. You know, that it's just like strictly business for them and they just keep the content wheel rolling and and it tends to work out for them for the most part.
1: Yeah. I mean, I guess they know what they're doing.
0: Yeah. I mean, so from a quality perspective with that strategy, you get some hits You get some misses. The misses don't hurt you that much. The hits kill it. So it's like I can see why they would go that way. But it also makes it to where like for people like us where we have to have critical views on movies, we can't look at any acquisition of rights to anything and be like, that's going to be good. Because (laughs) they just tend to like take whatever. Right. Okay. So that's that one. Uh, Here's a movie I know is going to be good. Has to be. And here's why. It's directed by Olivia Wilde who directed Booksmart. And is an amazing actress. Mm -hmm. It is starring Florence Pugh, Shia LaBeouf, Kirk, Shia LaBeouf, and Chris Pine. Boom! Yeah. And this movie's called Don't Worry Darling. That casting news just dropped this last week. I don't even know what this thing's about. And I don't care. (laughs) I mean, it could be about paint. Painters. (laughs) Like, not the not not like artists, but like. Actual painters of walls and I would be in.
1: Oh, and then they watch the paint dry, but they have yes. in depth conversations.
0: Right. About life.
1: Yeah. Um what's what's her name? Um Olivia Wilde is also she's the director, but she's also starring in the film. That's right. Okay, here's oh plot unknown. Oh, good. Described as a psychological thriller centering yes. on an unhappy housewife in the nineteen fifties.
0: Yes, please. <laughs> I you had me at psychological thriller. Yes, you had me at plot unknown. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love I love psychological thrillers. It might be my favorite genre. Oh yeah, I love something that just bends your mind and also may unexpectedly scar you for life at the end. Sometimes mm-hmm. psychological thrillers do that.
1: Yeah, like uh, Prisoners uh, with Denis Villeneuve. Yeah, right. right. Uh, sorry, can you pronounce that correctly for me?
0: Denis Villeneuve. <laughs> <laughs> For a
1: moment, the way you you approach the mic, it, I also like imagine you with the beret and just yes, a, a tiny a mustache, mustache
0: <laughs> and one of those really long like Correlo de Vil cigarettes. <laughs> yes, um, yeah. So that movie, Scarring. Yes, Identity. Identity. <sighs> mm-hmm. Bro. <laughs> oh, I think we already did top five psychological thrillers on on this podcast. So I think we did um, all of. If you need a movie that can bend your mind and scar you for life, there you go. Hopefully this does the same thing because it's a it's quite a sensation. I'm excited. All right, next one. Our good buddy Stephen Sondheim, who if he doesn't have a chair yet, should have a big giant chair.
1: I'll go make one real yeah,
0: quick. Yeah, just go just go build him a chair. He celebrated his 90th birthday last week. Happy birthday!
1: Happy birthday!
0: And um, as they did with his 80th birthday. A bunch of Broadway stars got together, and not just Broadway stars, stars from all over the place, got together to celebrate, courtesy of Broadway.com. They got everybody together, even though they're in quarantine, and they did a little concert. And there were some huge, huge, huge names performing, including Lin-Manuel Miranda, um, Jake Gyllenhaal, one of your all-time faves, Aaron Tveit. There it is. I mean, also Aaron Tveit sang um, Marry Me a Little from Company. Man.
1: Yes, and he also just overcame the the coronavirus. Let's just be clear. Oh, what? Did he? He had it, and he survived it, thank goodness. Yeah. And just came out singing and belting like he normally does. Oh, just beautiful.
0: Man, dude. Company. So after Marriage Story, I dove into Company because they sing two different Company songs in that show. And it's one of those Sondheim shows that I just never... Got into and now I'm all in I, I want a movie, I want everything nice. It's so good and that song is amazing um, And then my personal Favorite performance Was by um, Beanie Feldstein And Ben Platt I'm going to play a little bit of that real quick for you We're strangers I you in the Who minds What dangers I know
1: we'll get past the woods. hope the change is last beyond woods
0: beyond witches and slippers
1: and hoods Just the two of us beyond lies Sa at
0: home with our So that is just tasty yeah I mean, yeah just uh didn't know Beanie Feldstein had that going on like yeah. save some talent for the rest of us Beanie what in the world? <laughs> Jeez chill out it's uh it's not fair sometimes no it's not fair but she's amazing and um that was amazing and those two are like apparently best friends they like went to they met at like a bat mitzvah and they went they ended up going to the same high school what yeah and now they're both superstars so
1: i mean we went to the same high school why aren't we superstars well
0: i mean to some people Mm. our mothers (laughs) shout out mom (laughs) we are superstars um (laughs) And to our best friend, Simu Liu. So well, there you go. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so check that out. We posted the link to the Sondheim thing. If you are into musical theater at all, you undoubtedly, your ears perk up at the name Stephen Sondheim, and you will know a lot of these songs. Forgot to mention Neil Patrick Harris. NPH. Doy. Doogie. Yeah, he was killing it too. Nice. He did the witch's rap from uh, Into the Woods. So oh, nice. that was pretty funny um so yeah check it out it's on our social media and it is very fun and very long so it gives you like we talked about last episode the episode before that all we have is time so you just (laughs) you kind of find the longer things to chew it up you're like all right what how long is this three hours great okay finally and this is big news this is where things are getting really interesting with everything going on in the current times okay amc theaters released a press release today um, stating that they will no longer show Universal Pictures films at their theaters when when theaters reopen, because shots. yeah, good. oh sorry, you were gonna say shots Fire. I was gonna say shots Fire. Pew pew pew. <laughs> um, because Universal has been releasing their movies VOD and they've been successful. Um, so for for perspective, Trolls World Tour uh, in three weeks on video on demand outperformed the first Trolls in its five weeks in theaters. Yikes. That's not a good look. (laughs) That's not good for, if I'm in the theater business right now, if I'm invested in movie theaters, I'm like, Yamaha. that is, uh, that's not feeling great. So what do you, what was your reaction when you heard this? Like, did you see things going this far?
1: The numbers or the, um, the petition,
0: the, the, yeah, the banning, yeah, the banning of universal.
1: Um, I thought it was a bold move. Yeah. My question is, is it like a permanent move or is it um, like so, negotiation rights?
0: Good question. Um, AMC did say that they're open to discussing it with Universal going forward. And Universal released a press release about this whole situation and basically said, listen, nobody can go to theaters right now. So we have to release our – you know, we're trying to, we have fans And we have an obligation to, I'm paraphrasing, obviously, they didn't write it like this stream of consciousness. (laughs) You memorized it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But they're like, you know, people are at home and they need entertainment. And so we felt like we have the ability to provide that. You know, it's hard to argue with that, really. I think that
1: is genuine. Um, I
0: see both sides of it, though.
1: Yeah, you you still have to make money to pay your people, even if they're going to be working from home. And even if you have to lay people off, you still have to pay the people you don't lay off. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I see the, I see the movie theater side of it too, because they, they have no option but to close their businesses. Oh yeah, exactly. So. I mean, for,
0: for them, this is kind of the dormant threat that they've been aware of, you know, like this is the volcano under Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. Like they know that it's there, but they're like, eh, it's not going to hurt us right now because we have these arrangements and, you know, we'll keep tabs on it. We'll keep an eye on it. And then COVID happens. And all of a sudden it's like, it's here, you know, like this, this is what we've been kind of fearing and keeping an eye on. And so, at first, I was like, "Wow, this is r- going really far. That's hardcore." But then I was like, "Well, if I'm AMC, I'm probably doing the same thing. I'm probably doing the exact same thing because this is an existential threat to my entire business model." Um, so we'll see. The Academy got in on it too. They said that this year they will allow VOD movies to qualify for Best Picture. Wow! Just for this year, though. Just for this year. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll see if that sticks. But, I mean, what you're seeing is a line being pushed. And if all these studios decide, screw it, we're not doing theaters anymore, they could force the Academy's hand. They could force this whole industry into collapse. So it's it's very interesting right now.
1: Yeah, I still go back to... Uh, as as thankful as I was to having that to come to my home. And that was like one of the perfect movies to come to your home, Trolls World Tour, you know? Your kids are there. You don't have to get them out into uh, through, through the traffic and through everything and get to their seats and you're late and all, you know, the headache of that that can sometimes be, but going to the movie theater really cements the movie in your brain. I can remember movies way better when I see them in a theater versus yeah. seeing them at my home.
0: I mean... I mean, we're, we're biased, but but the cinema is incredible. I mean, it it is like one of my favorite things in the entire world. It's an unreal experience.
1: If theaters don't reopen, I'm building a whatever size giant theater screen in my
0: house. Yeah. I mean, you have to have the feel. Yeah. I love the feel of it. I love experience. I mean, we shared that video the other night of... Um, end game, like the the opening night reaction to end game, and I don't know which theater they recorded that in, but the theater that I was in was just like that. I mean, mm-hmm. when the whole Mjolnir thing happened, people were losing their minds, myself included. I wouldn't trade that experience in for anything. I mean, I wouldn't want to be watching that at home. No, that would suck. I mean, you're not going to be losing your mind like with your wife and kids, <laughs> like fist pumping and screaming and throwing <laughs> popcorn everywhere. Like it's just not the same.
1: It's not. It, you it can't need the be.
0: roar of the crowd every once in a while.
1: Mob mentality, mob celebration. It's like your favorite sports team. You know that's what's happening. There.
0: Absolutely. I mean that's why people go to live events is to feel the energy. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean we should put a poll out. We should put a poll out that says okay. You have two options. One is the option that we already have, which is you go to the movies. You have the theater window. You have like three months, and then it comes out for you to watch on at home. Or option two is you can watch it at home right away, but you can't watch it in theaters at all hmm. and see what people say. Because I, I mean, I do recognize that you and I probably have a little bit of a warped perspective on this because we are like just diehard movie fans. But I would like to see what other people think.
1: We will post that. Because there
0: might be people who just don't get to go to the movies a lot. And if that's the case, then you don't care. I mean, you, you just want to see the film, right? Right. Um so we'll post that. But it's it's getting interesting. This is definitely something we will keep tabs on. So if you're following this story and just following all things movies, uh definitely keep an eye on our social because we'll we'll keep you up to date there. And with that, it's time to extract ourselves. Oh, from I uh, I lost my thought. I don't know what I don't know where I was going. I just started saying things To try to lead into extraction and I failed so I apologize for that we're we're talking about extraction I don't know Kirk just sounds
1: like I need to extract you from this awkward situation yes
0: there it is well done Um, so Kirk it's actually your turn to synopsis okay so can you it up for us I will do my very best do it
1: Uh, you see there is a man in this film his his real name is Chris Hemsworth he plays a character named Tyler rake tyler rake he's basically the ultimate mercenary like think of bane but like good Mm. because like bane is an evil
0: mercenary no one cared who I was until I put on the mask.
1: <laughs> I told I told Aubrey I want a Bane mask as my mask to go out yeah. into the world. She shot that down hard.
0: <laughs> and then you just talk like Bane everywhere you go?
1: Right? That'd be incredible. I think it'd be fun. I'm going to look online tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, he's a good mercenary and this like if I follow this correctly, this top criminal's son is kidnapped and it's his job to get him back lots of different moving politics in place um, they don't want to just get him back to keep him safe I mean that is part of their agenda but there's all these other international secret agencies uh, that are trying to leverage this situation this kidnapping for the their benefit for yeah either money or power or some sort of other negotiation um, so that's that's what this movie is
0: yeah, yeah. It's like I think they explain it as the top crime lord in India versus the top crime lord in Bangladesh.
1: Bangladesh, yep. yeah. Mumbai and, and Bangladesh,
0: yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah, and things get hairy in a major, majorly hairy way. Mm. There's guns, there's explosions, there's blood everywhere. everywhere. I mean, just everywhere. So we'll just start with that. If you're one of these people, not a fan of the violence and gore, maybe consider sitting this one out. I mean, if you like. I mean, if you are not used to watching people's head explode in movies mm-hmm. or watching someone get their neck broken by someone, by someone else being used as a bludgeon, cause that happens <laughs> <laughs> at one point, <laughs> Chris Hemsworth picks up this guy like a bag of potatoes, like a sack of taters and swings it at this other guy and snaps his neck. It's, it's, it's um, it's something. It's, it's something I've never seen in a film.
1: It's an incredible stunt. You know, I think that these, these stunt people, and again, the director of this film is a like vet of the stunt industry. Yes, that's right. And so I'm thinking, he's like, what haven't I done? Yeah. Yet? It ha-
0: has to be right. Ha- yeah. That has to be the thought process. What is something totally wacky? That I've never seen done in a film. Because as soon as that happened I was like. Well, I'm sorry what. Yeah.
1: I mean the body count at that point is like 600. And then he's oh, like I yeah. got to kill like this guy. <laughs> what do we want to do.
0: <laughs> what do we want to do with that guy. <laughs> <laughs> oh I know. We could have him have another person's. uh Just like flailing body. Yes. Swung and snap his neck.
1: Um, Set for uh kill 601. <laughs> 601 uh, break the neck with the body. Okay cool.
0: Great. Um, So there's that. Just figured I'd. Bring up the fact that it's an exceptionally violent film, just in case you guys were like, oh, I think we'll watch this for family movie (laughs) night.
1: (laughs) Don't. Uh, Yeah, it's not like the platform where it's, like, gory and um, horrifying. This is action-oriented, so there is still... There's blood that comes from this action, but not in the cannibalistic view point. Yeah.
0: Great. So. (laughs) Um, So let's do superlatives. Okay. And you go first. Yes.
1: And the Oscar goes to... Mr. Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, from Australia. Uh-huh. I don't think that's Australian accent. Um yeah, it's it's Chris Hemsworth. He's my number 2.
0: He's your number 2 for for life. My number 2. <laughs> <laughs> there's Aubrey and then there's Chris <laughs> and then there's Hemsworth. Chris There's Chris Pine and then right man, Chris Hemsworth.
1: <laughs> yeah, he, you know, Chris Hemsworth um I just want to talk about he was also in the Star Trek reboot with Chris Pine. Man. He's was he in, ever? Well, I mean, he's in the first two minutes of that film with less than thirty seconds of screen time, I think, and he brought the brought the whole theater to tears. Yes. Like, how do you do that? Powerful. It's it was so good. It was so so well scripted, um, well acted. He was not playing. He was like, "This is my breakout role, and I only get this much time." So he does similar things in here. Only he's the feature character. Um, I think that 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 what we see in this movie is that we know Chris Hemsworth can do all those things. We know he's got these tricks, we know he's got this memory recall to play sad. We know he's got the comedy chops as well. Yeah. In this movie he played he played the role very close to his character without stepping outside those lines and I respected that very much. Um there there's credible uh, depth to this character. We don't see him like totally break and just like openly sob like uncontrollably and i don't and i think that's exactly correct at first i was kind of mad about it because i was like i know he can go like all out but he was staying true to his character and that's when it like really flipped for me like he's a baller this this is exactly the kind of path i want to see him continue on um and we get to see an outstanding portrayal of his ability for combat because like in the mcu we see him with his hammer and, and there's, there's so many fun tricks and he's excellent, but we see like up close hand to hand combat mm-hmm. it, and it's absolutely incredible.
0: Yep. Yeah. All good call outs. I, I went with Chris Hemsworth too. I mean, the reality about this movie is that this is a packed cast. There are tons of people involved in this project, but it's still for all intents and purposes. It's a tour de force mm-hmm. and it's Chris Hemsworth's show. And so really if the movie is a success, it has to be that he's th- that good. Um, I think he was that good. I think, you know, I've sort of felt that, you know, when when Thor 1 and Thor 2 were going on, those projects and the projects that he had, um, other projects he was working on at the time, it just wasn't the same Chris Hemsworth that kind of broke out to me. Like, I, I don't know. Personally, I like Thor 1, but it's not him at his best. Mm-hmm. And then Ragnarok and infinity war particularly in endgame he, he just really develops that character um and does an incredible job and some of the other um projects that he was involved in that were coming out around the time with the exception of maybe like men in black you know um things that have come out more recently he's just really back to his roots and just really acting his tail off and in this film i i do think it was a total master class in character study and and just making sure that he was pouring every ounce into it and and developing a really consistent character like you said something that um you know you watch from scene to scene and you're like okay he didn't go higher than i thought he would go he didn't go lower than i thought he would go this is tyler rake you know this is he's he is uh steady and even when he gets thrown different things the way that he reacts is how you would expect him to and it's just it's very clean um and yeah, I was I was incredibly impressed. He had to show a lot of range in this movie. You would not think that. Mm-hmm. You, you really wouldn't. I mean, I would say if you judge a book by its cover, you're like, this is going to be, you know, there's going to be no emotional depth in this film. There's going to be no character dev, whatever. Quite the contrary. And it was a really pleasant surprise for me and uh, major props to Chris Hemsworth for sure.
1: Yeah, this movie, well, it's kind of funny. I, I thought of this when I saw the trailer to this movie. I was like, okay, I know what this movie is. Uh, similar to the, the Way Back. And mm-hmm. then it, it it just does a little couple of changes there to be like, oh, surprise, we just wanted to suck you in. <laughs>
0: yeah, this movie is basically The Way Back, only um, instead of being an alcoholic and coaching a basketball team, <laughs> you're an alcoholic who kills everyone yes. all the time. <laughs> <laughs> this so. is the
1: Australian John Wick <laughs> <laughs> right here. Let's see. Scene Next stealer. is Scene Stealer. Yeah. what you got? This was so easy for me. Yeah. What you got? David Harbour.
0: Yeah. You got to love the guy, right?
1: Cake. I had no idea he was in this movie. Um, And if he was in in the trailer, I forgot it by the time that I was watching it. And so David Harbour plays like that best friend, right place, right time, also in the same business and is conveniently hiding in the same random country that you're fighting a war in. Um, He he comes in and he he doesn't even need an introduction. He just is his best friend. He is his confidant. They've been through so much. And you can tell that just by their body language together. And I thought that was uh, one of the first things I noticed, how comfortable they were in a room together. So uh, that, on top of how different David Harbour was from who he was in Stranger Things uh, was very impressive. Makes me really, really excited for Black Widow.
0: Yeah. In 2021.
1: And I, <laughs> I just, uh, I was just very happy to see him take on this role.
0: Yeah, that's a good pick. Um, For my scene stealer, I'm going with Chris Hemsworth again. What? Yeah, because... Did you break the rules? Well, I mean, I, I don't think, is there anything in the rules that says you can't pick the same person for best actor uh, and scene stealer? I, let I me know. check
1: the uh, rule book that doesn't exist. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's sifting through pages. It sounded more like a sprinkler. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. We need an actual sound effect for that. Um, yeah, I went with Chris Hemsworth because there. when I think about it, seems Scene Stealer in its purest form, he stole one particular scene, um, among others. I mean, but there was one scene sort of a predictable setup, you know, like, so the whole plot of this movie is, is Chris Hemsworth is is, sort of finds himself in a situation where he's solely responsible for extracting this young child from a really dangerous situation. And you can kind of see it's like the, um, awkward animal pairings type thing where it's like two people from very different backgrounds, um, who form an unlikely friendship. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like one of those very cliched Hollywood setups. And so with anything like that, you get this moment where it's like, you know, those two kind of have a conversation and and level with each other. Mm -hmm. And in this case, you know, Chris Hemsworth is a very mysterious character. He, you know, very little about him and he lets his guard down in this one scene and and sort of, you get the sense that this is the first time that he's really, um, that Tyler Rake as a character has had um, to really be introspective in a long time. This is the first time that he's actually like looked within himself and actually thought about what led him to where he's at Mm -hmm. in a very, very long time. And in that scene, man, Chris Hemsworth goes for it. (laughs) It is so good. It's not just like, you know, weepy sob story type, um, acting. It's, it's incredibly nuanced and, and really, really well done. And I was, frankly, I was blown away by that scene. It, it, it was, I watched this movie in like five sittings <laughs> weirdly. Me too. Oh, did you? <laughs> That's funny. I don't I don't know what it is. I almost never do that, but I, I did just because of the circumstances of this week. I don't think it took anything away from it. Oddly enough, I think I found good stopping points, but, mm-hmm. um, you know this this particular scene, I could not look away from. He he was just really owning the screen, and the way it was shot and the way that it was directed was really, really on point. I give Sam Hargrave a lot of credit for the way that he put this together. And even though it was a cliched setup and a very predictable thing that you saw coming from a, a you know a few miles away, um, the impact was not dampened in the slightest. It was mm-hmm. really well done.
1: Mm-hmm. Wonderful, my, my showstopper. Uh, showstopper showstopper there's a song showstopper at the data club okay showstopper <laughs> i've
0: never i'm not familiar <laughs> but i'll have to check it out oh yeah
1: it's by like sierra or something oh i'm not quite sure great um we need yeah we still need jingles this is a note for ryan um i know he's working on them already and we can't <laughs> wait to get them um my showstopper there is f- about 15 minutes in this movie where it looks like one cut yep Um, i'll just
0: go ahead and tell you that's my showstopper as well because it kind of has to be but go ahead and say your point
1: okay so they're on the run it's like it's it's the chase scene it's the pivotal chase scene in a movie where you have a kidnapped child and people are coming after you right you get it but what what they did with this was that they made that 15 minutes look like one long continuous take um they did some tricks so obviously they could maneuver between different locations they maneuvered in and out of vehicles, uh, in and out of the vehicle that Chris Hemsworth was in, in and out of the vehicle of the, of the bad guys, in and out of like the market and the, some stairwells and uh, above them and under them, and it was so incredibly breathtaking that I was I was just blown away by how they they constructed this. Um, uh, you can't look away from it; you're sucked in, and as it starts, you're like, "Oh, oh, we're we're still going here. We're not changing this at all." So that it, by all by all means like that was just the most impressive part of this film.
0: Yeah, 11 minutes and 30 seconds oh. of one take action is is uh, what goes down in this film. Wow. It made me wonder and um I'm looking through sort of the I didn't do as much research on this movie as I probably should have going in. I usually do more, so shame on me, but that scene was incredible, but did feel a little bit out of place since the rest of it wasn't shot that way like it was hyper stylized and it didn't feel i I don't want to overreact like it didn't feel grotesquely out of place but it did feel it did feel different and it's another one of those that's like whoa this is awesome have to keep watching this i was wondering if this started as a short film and what i'm seeing now is that it um did not but I, I'm surprised to hear that because sometimes you see that happen. You know, if if you think about um the movie whiplash, yep. there's that one iconic scene in whiplash and that was the short film. And then they made a larger film out of it. This sort of felt like that. Mm-hmm. And honestly, this movie would kill it as a short film with like no character details, no nothing. Like just take the first five minutes and like the last five minutes and make it a short movie. And that would be sick. Yeah. So yeah, that's my showstopper as well. I don't have much to add other than, it's just straight eye candy for action fans. I mean, just some of the best action you've seen. And honestly, everything in this movie from an action standpoint is pretty sick. Even when it gets a little unrealistic (laughs) at times when we talked about like the guy being being picked up like a sack of potatoes and breaking the other guy's neck, like a little preposterous at times, but entertaining. And, um, there's tons of it. So, I mean, this scene among others was, was really electric. Indeed. All right. Let's talk about director shoes. Let's do, I want to know what you have to say. I'm very interested in this portion of the review.
1: I got a couple of things. Um, I thought that there were a th- one one or two like, over-intentional character quirks. Like, mm. let's give this person this. Um, so they make the boy, um, when he's nervous, he plays the piano with his fingers. Like, uh, you know, that's yeah unnecessary honestly it, w- it could have been taken out and we would have been fine without it because it really didn't play much to the film because then he does it a couple more times you're like oh chris Hemsworth sees it and he's like oh maybe i should be nervous maybe he's maybe he's got the instinct like i do you know so i thought it was a little too much there's a moment where um uh, mr chris hemsworth uh, jumps off a cliff and as soon as he hits the water he starts meditating uh-huh. and i just the shot was weird. I didn't I didn't like it very much. I think it would have been cooler if they would have like interspliced some, <clears throat> they jumped off a giant impossible cliff <laughs> if they would have jumped off of it, but then also had Chris Hemsworth jump from a lower, more realistic cliff and had the cameraman jump off with him and like followed him into the water. Right. Um, but instead you just see him jump it looks super fake and then he's in the water and he's immediately looks like he's crisscross applesauce. It's pretty crazy. Um, And then I think that, you know, the plot there were to get all these bad guys. We didn't really know who was worse. The guy in prison making the shots, calling the moves or the guy in Bangladesh who was um, actively moving the puppet uh, works and the strings. And I I just never felt like there was more danger than the politics itself which I also forgot to say I just watched season six of Bosch on Amazon Prime oh cool fantastic series that one had a little bit of this as well they had too many too many cooks in the kitchen on the bad guy front and sometimes you really just need a big bad yeah one, one big bad so it couldn't it couldn't quite get you didn't quite direct me who was the bigger threat here
0: yeah that's those are those are all good and I have some builds on some of that so I would say for director's shoes, my big one is sort of what you're alluding to there. Just that it's, it's a little more convoluted than it needs to be. You know, it's just a little bit more complex and layered than this movie needs to be. I think you could have gone, and I know that I've said this opinion before, people are tired of it, but I think you could have gone with almost no information. You could have made this movie with almost no characters, no character development, just like bam, bam action. A couple of, good thematic things to keep you know movie lovers happy um they went a different direction at first i was like huge mistake i think it mostly they mostly escaped from it unscathed but there are definitely times where you're like i'm sorry what's going on here you know there's there's just a a few too many moving pieces for a movie like this and yeah to your point it's like we've got this bad guy and this bad guy and and this guy who's like good but is like working for the know ba- <laughs> There's just like so many different moving pieces. And then it's like, Oh, he has history with her and, and he has history with this guy. And yeah. It's just tons of subplots and there's a lot going on there. I don't think it just like wrecks the movie, but it was unnecessary and they were, they were playing a dangerous game there. Also practical effects were money in this movie throughout. I don't know what the budget on this thing was. It's not disclosed, but, um, Anytime they had to use CGI, it looked real bad. It just felt really out of place and looked really wonky. And I, I wish they could have just avoided it altogether. I wish that that stuff would have ended up on the cutting room floor. Um, because the, the times where they use practical effects in the car chase scenes, even with the helicopters, you know, just looked really, really good. Um, I think that comes from Sam Hargrave having a stunt background. He he knows how to shoot those things and, and where to look. So all that was good, but the CGI was rough, to say the least. And then um, I didn't think the supporting cast was all that great. Um, I thought David Harbour was good. I thought the kid was mostly good, though not an overall well-written character. I thought our villains were not great. Um, so there, there are things. This movie is flawed, for sure. Um, but I do think that, for the most part, it, it, it escapes most of those things and ends up working so that that's my director's shoes i there are a few other things, but I'm not gonna nitpick it too much it's It's mostly small small things mm-hmm. all right, let's do final thoughts, and then let's uh score this film. I wanna kind of find out about this film
1: where what camera they used to shoot it because when I was watching it, it is so it is such a crisp picture, yeah. Um, Every shot, no matter how fast the camera was moving or how fast the objects in the the frame were moving, I thought that that was incredible and well done on the cinematographer and to the director as well. Um, I think that, again, because the director is a vet of the stunt industry, he knows how far to take a fight scene. I don't think that I got bored of any fight scenes, you know, much like Man of Steel, where you have like 45 minutes of just ongoing and ongoing fight and chaos and destruction um i think that this movie reminded me a lot of uh blood which was a film with mel gibson back in the er, uh, early 2000s and was trending in the top 10 on netflix a few weeks ago mm-hmm. i watched it i'd never seen it and you know mel gibson lived in australia for a long time chris hemsworth is australian and if you think back to mel gibson's like heyday for during his debut he was this this, you know, macho man, uh, cocky. He was, uh, Throw, throwing his weight around, he was in all these action movies, and it felt um, it felt very, their performances take away the the confidence and full of yourself um, uh, characteristic. It felt like I was watching. It could have been a Mel Gibson movie back in the 1990s or in the 1980s. So I thought that was very interesting to watch. And because of all of that, I kind of pieced together this score where it's a it's a really fun action movie without. Um, it should have been a little bit more like like we always lean to our psychological thriller like cuz we've seen some with some incredible action. So, I got to go with all that 6.0.
0: Okay. I think that's a I think that's a good score. Um I am a little bit higher on this movie. I think that for the most part at, at the end of the day what you're looking at here is an action film um that's that's its sole purpose is to provide um just like nonstop heart-pounding action throughout. I think it does that really effectively i think they come pretty close to shooting themselves in the foot with all the stuff that they add to this plot i think they should have gone with a slimmer approach um but at the end of the day i i really like it um we'll have to talk about the ending at some point i i know this is spoiler free so i don't really want to talk about it now but maybe you and i can throw a youtube video together talking about our reaction to the ending or something like that for people who watch it yeah um because that plays into my score a little bit too. I'm giving it a 7.0 out of 10, which I think I went back and forth on this and I was I I, I varied from being much lower and being slightly higher, but this is where I'm kind of landing. And I always hate giving the 7 because it feels a little bit like a middling score and like copping out, but I really just think that this is an above average good action film. As far as the action genre goes, if we're looking at it, this is this is better than most. Yep. This is this is a cut above. So I'd say, at this time, there are worse worse ways to find entertainment than instruction. I think I would recommend it to people who are a fan of the genre. But you know, the reason it stays at seven and doesn't go higher is because, It's not perfect. It's definitely flawed. And if you're not a fan of action, you're going to have no fun with this film. So (laughs) I'm not going to recommend it to anybody who is not a fan of the genre.
1: I told Aubrey, I said, Hey, we're watching extraction this week for the episode. She's like, okay, cool. I said, Chris Hemsworth. And she's like, okay, cool. I said, do you want to watch the trailer? She's like, yeah, let me see the trailer. And we got like two seconds into the trailer. She's like, this is not my movie.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Jackie came downstairs. She was doing bedtime duty and I, I had started the film and, um, she came downstairs and she's like, what are you watching? And I was like, it's this movie called The Extraction with with Chris Hemsworth. And she's like, oh, cool. You know, like any woman would. Yep. It's Chris <laughs> Hemsworth and like I would as well. Um, and she's kind of like watching it while they're having a conversation. And then a guy gets shot in the head and she's like, eh, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> That's enough for me. Yep. So, yeah, if you're not a fan of the the action genre and um, not Not really. If you have a a weaker stomach for the gore and the violence, I would say sit this one out. Yes. So, all right. This movie is all about extractions. Being extracted in a military operation from a situation or a place. Mm -hmm. And so our schoolyard pick this week is a schoolyard pick of places or situations you'd like to be extracted from. (laughs) Right. So um, with that, We'll, we'll talk about our extractions and I get to go first. Oh and man. All right. Places I'd like places or situations I'd like to be extracted from. This is tough. I have a really long list. Weirdly. <laughs> I don't know how I ended up with such a long list with such a narrow, like, <laughs> um, what do they call it? Prompt. But, um, here we are. So I am going to go with this very, very specific situation. Uh, I'd like to be extracted in a military operation from a family funeral where you didn't really know the person that well and like didn't have that much of a relationship. But like 75 to 90% of the people there did mm-hmm. and were like really close and are like very sad. Yeah. That is a situation I want nothing to do with. I mean, nothing.
1: I have totally been in funerals like that where you're like, oh man everyone is like sobbing hard oh it's brutal you're like yeah i knew this person but uh, you try to like poke yourself in the eye a little bit to like
0: yeah, because you can't. Like, you can't make yourself feel that. No. And you know what they're going through is hard. And so you're like, yeah, I understand why you feel that way. I also understand why I feel that way. But it makes me feel really not okay being here. And I would like to do anything to be here right now. Yeah. So, so and then you've got the awkward thing where, like, people are walking up to you and being like, man, it's a tough day. And you're like, yeah, so sorry. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. It is it is not not fun.
1: Yeah, so they do they extract you like during the <laughs> during the um uh the eulogy or like do you no, sneak No, I out? think
0: like I'm fine with being there during the ceremony. Okay. I think it's when um the tr- the, lo- the receiving line. Oh, it's the receiving the line. line. I yeah. got to get out of there cuz I I can't make it up to the front of that line and mm. see the people who are like really hurt and and like try to be in that situation. Right, right. I have no interest in that.
1: Yeah, there and if you miss that opportunity, definitely the church lady lunch because at that Ooh. point you're going to be there for like two hours, you know rubbing elbows with with everybody, hugging yeah. people and uh, if you weren't if you weren't all in before, you just have to lie the rest of the day.
0: Yeah, if there's some way they could get me before I get dressed too, that would be good because I, <laughs> you have to dress up really nice for a funeral. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, I mean if they're like Hey, yeah, Cam was gonna come to this thing, but like a, there was a helicopter and like a ladder fell out of it, and these guys were like, "Go, go, go, you <laughs> know, and then he was gone. and it's
1: the... <laughs> now let's go more than Uncle Bobby. I don't know. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. So that's that's definitely top of my list. My pick. Yes.
1: I would like to be extracted um, while I am taking a test I did not study for. Oh, good one. Mm-hmm. I had
0: standardized tests, so I'll consider that the same thing.
1: Yes, yeah, I mean, I I, re- I liked school um, decently enough. I would hate to go back to any other um, further furthering education just because I I have too much too much movement in my brain to sit still for that long and listen to lectures, even though they're all very important. Yes, and sometimes there were lessons, uh, there were classes that I didn't I didn't study for as well. And man, that's like the worst feeling ever. You're like I'm going to fail this, mm-hmm. I'm going to fail this test, or I'm going to get like. Um, if you're like a, you wanted to do well, you're like I'm gonna get a C on this, and I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry when I get the C, C minus. <laughs> so I would love for right, right as the uh, the teacher is setting the timer to take your test, uh, to all of a sudden, um, militarized movement just like crashes through the room and shoves <laughs> everyone away yeah. from me and picks me up, still sitting in my desk, and races me out of the room.
0: Preferably, smoke grenades are involved there. You know, just like. Poof absolutely So no one sees anything that happens and then whenever the smoke clears it's like okay everybody get, oh kirk's gone that's <laughs> yes. weird but okay that's um, right yeah dude there there is a feeling a similar feeling of like you studied for the test but you studied all the wrong stuff yes Ooh. <laughs> it's like the same thing basically that feeling of like all right let's see what we're working with you get it and you're like oh gosh
1: you flip through to like page eight you're like nope nope let's just find
0: one i know the answer to oh there's none sweet
1: (laughs) gonna do the whole the bc thing let's hope that works (laughs) i'll just be
0: over here sweating profusely (laughs) for the rest of this hour so thanks for that yeah that is a good one that is a really good one okay um my second pick is tough i'm gonna go with graduation ceremony okay i hate a graduation ceremony (laughs) i mean just in from any angle okay you're in it hate it you know you have to wear that stupid thing you're there for super long time my last name is w oh ouch (laughs) um been through that a couple of times three times to be exact no four middle school high school undergrad (sighs) graduate rough and then um you know, if you're in the audience for someone who wants you to be at their graduation, like it's it's actually more fun to be in that position, but that sucks because you're on bleachers. Ouch. Yes. Or you're you're in some sort of uncomfortable seating. It's a bunch of people packed into a room that a bunch of people shouldn't be packed into and it is boring. The speeches, <laughs> the
1: oh, it's terrible. Yeah, you I remember your undergrad graduation um I was chasing Asher the entire oh, ceremony. Dude. So it was, Brutal. you know, I wasn't in the bleachers. However, I was so tired You're from like, running how long is this gonna go on? around the school. Yeah, it was, it was rough.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, 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 never faulted anybody. Like I remember apologizing to my family for coming to my graduate. <laughs> I was like, I'm so sorry. These things suck. It's like, I wouldn't care if anybody came to my graduation. I was like, well, that sucks. That was terrible. Cause it really is. It's just the <laughs> worst.
1: Yeah, I've been to two of your four graduations. I came to your Sweet. high school graduation too.
0: Yeah, my grad school You're one welcome. was the shortest. It was like a total glass of water. I was like, yeah, hey, this is pretty <laughs> easy. I, I would do that again. Yeah. Uh, but high school, I went to a big high school, went to a big university big, with a big business school. Mm-hmm. Like, uh brutal.
1: Yeah, so they race in and they just, uh, do they get you and take you directly to the stage and say, he has to
0: go? Right as the procession begins, uh-huh. They they walk so this is more of a covert op. Somebody walks up to the front. They whisper in the person's ear. Uh, We're gonna need this person's diploma. Yeah, he's got a secret mission um, with the president of the United States. And as we're being processionaled in, you know they're playing "Pomp and Circumstance." Yes, um, I just get grabbed by the collar and dragged out of there. When they already have my diploma, so I'm good. That's that's how I see that going.
1: You started out saying it was subtle. That is not. No, at the subtle. end it gets a
0: little. It gets loud because it's. Yeah, it's, there's, we gotta go. It's quick, And you me,
1: know? me thinking of, thinking of your undergrad and how the, how big the indoor gym stadium, whatever that place was, I imagine someone on like a, like a rope, full black, blackout, uh, gear they just drop from the ceiling also while you're lining up to go get your diploma so you've waited through the long part sorry and then they drop down snatch you and then escape through the roof with you oh i
0: just go straight up (laughs)
1: it's like a bungee cord down to you and then a grappling hook back up zoop and then takes you out
0: yeah that would work too i'm not waiting that (laughs) one That's for sure. At that point, it's like, might as well stay. (laughs) Or maybe
1: it's during, like, one of the, like, they picked a terrible uh, motivational speaker. (laughs) Yeah. And you're just sitting there. Everyone's like, all right, come on, let's go. It could happen there, too. That's probably
0: the best part. Yeah. I got you. All right, your second pick. My second pick.
1: This is a tough one. This is a tough one. These are tough. You had an easy time. I did not have an easy time. (laughs) Um, How about... um, having okay okay, you ready um having to change a diaper explosion on your kid oh dude there's a there's a very specific time in your child's life where every time they go to the bathroom it never gets kept inside of the diaper right it it really is like an explosion you can be having a fine day and then all of a sudden you hear a noise and (laughs) It's
0: prehistoric, then, the noise. It's like nothing you've ever heard.
1: And nothing you'll ever forget. And all of a sudden, your child is like soaking wet with unspeakable colors and smells. So those, <laughs> I, have, <laughs> I have the worst gag reflex. And I have admittedly vomited at, at the sight of oh, these things. <laughs> oh, wow. From my own children and others, uh, other family members. And I would love for explosion happens right <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden <laughs> one of two things happen all of a sudden i am whisked away yeah um carried kind of like a princess out yeah. of out of the room and off to a secure location right where i do not have to change said explosion or they take care of it for me they just like they swoop in and they change the diaper you know
0: yeah that might actually be better yeah because then your wife's not mad at you, right, which is which is key because then there's another extraction situation <laughs> in your your future when <laughs> when that conversation happens yes, um yeah, that's a good one i I mean also poop in the tub dude, oh no <laughs> dude, can I just talk about this for a second? You can, my kid last week pooped in the tub for the first time. oh it was horrific, worse than I could have imagined. it was just the worst, yes. And then we had another bath time, and he did it again.
1: Unacceptable.
0: (laughs) I was like, dude, you are really wearing thin on my patience. You are one tub pooping away from being gone. I mean, just like you're going to the fire station. And I love my child, but, dude, it is brutal. There's all these people out there who are like, oh, just let him go in the tub. You can clean it up really easy. No,
1: you cannot clean it up easily. Who is this?
0: Listen, I don't want to name names. They, this, these are the kinds of people we don't need procreating. I'm just, i just that, like, I get like, we made it. We were very careful to not make it a big deal, even though yes. I wanted to smash my head through the wall <laughs> both times. But um, we were like, it's okay, it's fine. We'll get it cleaned up. Don't worry, you know, because you don't want your kid to freak out. No, they're just a, no. they're a baby. You know,
1: he's he's two. So it's like. Dude, when that happens, it's like 2319. Oh, like, dude, I know. It's bad. The bathtub is supposed to be a place of cleanliness and <laughs> uh, and renewing of oneself <laughs> for the next day. And then you drop that in there. It's like, what what a waste of my time.
0: <laughs> dude, it's so bad. I'm sorry I had to bring that up. Yes. But, uh, it's it's terrible. It's honestly terrible. Okay. Number three. My third pick. Oh man, I've got some real doozies on here. I'm gonna go with the dentist. Oh, yes, just please, God, (laughs) get me out of there. I, dude, I hate the dentist in any capacity. Yeah, I hate everything about it. I don't mind going to the eye doctor, I don't mind going to the family physician, I don't mind going to the podiatrist or the gastroenterologist. What you know, whatever you're going to a lot of doctors. (laughs) I'm good, I'm just saying, like, I'll, I'll name any kind of doctor I know, like, let's oh, except for one time. My ENT had to cut a um, stitch out of my nose after my surgery, and I i thought I was going to die. Anyway, that's beside the point. I hate the dentist. I hate teeth cleanings. I hate um, fillings. I hate root canals. I hate all of it. I want nothing to do with it. It's terrible. Yes. It's just terrible. Everything about it is terrible. And if they could be like, all right, open wide and then get um, super kicked in the face <laughs> by a military boot. And I get dragged out of there. That would be fantastic.
1: Oh man. That visual is perfect.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Just like boom, military rubber right across your face. And we're out of here. Yeah. What do they shout? Like he's fine. Bam! <laughs> <laughs> like...
1: Hostile down. Yeah. <laughs> Clear. Oh, so so good. It's the worst. I hate the dentist. I hate it so so much. Me too. And thankfully, during all of this, you can't go to the dentist. Oh darn! You can't go. Yeah,
0: what a shame.
1: So just brush those teeth extra hard and uh, just wait for. Well, your the good news clean. is you only have to
0: get your teeth cleaned every four years, right? So I mean, <laughs> the the reality is that for for you know it's not too bad. That's right. Right. Every four years, you heard first uh, recommendation from <laughs> popcorn for breakfast. That's right. All right, your number three. What you got? My number three.
1: This one, come on a journey with me. <clears throat> okay? This one is the moment you realize that you have the norovirus. Oh, come on, slang known as the stomach flu. And you are about to vomit. You heard no, What are they going to do? You heard moments ago that uh, you got a text like, "Oh man, so and so's throwing up." Um you were all hanging out together. Bef- this is before oh, what we're in now. And all of a sudden, Doctor Strange appears and Astroplane extracts you from your body. Okay. He just like palm, palm palmed your chest, like just boom, pounds you and you fly out of your body into the Astroplane and you just, you either watch or don't, (laughs) I would choose not to watch as you expand expunge, whatever, uh, expel all of the, um, whatever you ate earlier. So, oh man, I would 100% love to be extracted in any supernatural kind of way from having to throw up.
0: Yes. It's the worst I have. Um, I found out that there's a phobia of throwing up mm-hmm. and I'm, I must have it yeah. because I'm horrified of it. I mean, there was a stomach flu going around my office two years ago and I Turned into a psychopath for months (laughs) I mean I did not sleep I washed My hands constantly I would not eat at work like it was Insane yeah because I did I was Like I cannot I cannot have it The last time I had the stomach flu was in 2015 Mm -hmm. Um, Right After the Super Bowl I had It yeah talk about timing Yikes it was really bad And it it leveled me for a Week and it was horrific Um, So yeah Definitely, if there's some way to be removed from that situation, Mm -hmm. you would have to have Doctor Strange because the military is not going to save you from puking. No. Um, So that's a good call. Last time I had
1: stomach flu was when Godless premiered on Netflix because that's what I binged while I was just like cringing in my bed, (laughs) (laughs) like trying to get away from
0: it. Terrible. Okay, uh, good one. My fourth pick. Man, this is tough. This one's going to sound really mean. But I want to I wanna explain it. Okay. When your kid is stuck in a loop. Okay. So. Oh, yeah. You know how kids do this thing where they just want to do the same thing over and over and over and, yeah. over and over and over and over again? So Marshall was doing this the other day with me where he was like giving me a cup with fake ice cubes in it and being like, here's your iced coffee. And then he would spill it all over me, and I'd go, oh, I'm so sad. And he would say, what happened? And I'd say, my iced coffee spilled everywhere. And he'd say, here you go. And I'd say, "Uh, I'm so happy. You know, we're working on emotions right now, how to express your emotions. Um, Five trillion times, no less. (laughs) I'm convinced we did it. It had to have been ours. I mean, I was physically exhausted (laughs) and so while I absolutely adore my child and playing with my child it's like one of my favorite things in the world when you are caught in one of those loops and there's no escape you will take anything to get you out yeah because what you need is some sort of distraction because you want to keep playing with them but you do not want to keep doing that yes And so I've literally, I've resorted to throwing objects across the room just to create a a crashing sound and make them be like, what was that? (laughs) I've like called the dogs into the room and gotten them riled up to be like, oh, look how funny the dog, nothing stops it.
1: Nothing. Yeah. Change of scenery. But I think
0: somebody like flying through the window (laughs) and grabbing me and rappelling down the side of our house (laughs) might might, uh, work yes so when your kid's stuck in a loop i don't want to be involved in that
1: yeah that's such a that's such a good way to say it stuck in a loop yeah there there's definitely a point where your brain as an adult is ready to um, build upon this spilling of the ice cubes like (laughs) okay this is a great foundation where do we go from here but they're like no this is this is the rest of the day this is
0: the only thing (laughs) this is this is our life now (laughs) they you're like, I'd rather it not be, but okay.
1: 30 years later. <laughs> Hi, Daddy. Would you like some?
0: <laughs> <laughs> would you like some iced coffee? <laughs> oh, gosh.
1: Beautiful. Beautiful. You're fourth. My fourth. Um, telling a joke that no one laughs at. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Um, there have been some, some stinkers in my life where I'm like, this is going to get them. This is going to be the one that yeah. people will remember for the rest of their lives and uh, you crank that bad boy out and either no one hears you or they hear you loud and clear and they don't have a single reaction. It's tough. And what what more would I love than at that very moment for someone to swoop in and lift me up and race away with me. Uh-huh. Uh, so. Um, I think that would be pretty, pretty extravagant. So while the joke would not land still, um, they would remember that moment.
0: Yeah, and they would forget the, they'd forget the joke completely. Exactly. They'd be like, uh, Kirk was just here and now he's gone. That's and, the craziest thing you've ever seen in your life.
1: And the local police would say, well, what, do you remember anything? No, it's just that he was here and then he was gone. Did yep. he say anything? Anything interesting? Anything funny? No. nope, Because uh, no, it wasn't. Nothing and, at all. And so they would just, you, that's it.
0: Good one. I like it. Thank um, you. My final pick, and I've got a, a long list here, so I need to be careful. So I was going to say mowing the lawn because I hate yard work. Mm-hmm. I despise it, especially since my yard now is approximately quadruple the size of my previous house. Yes. It took me three hours to mow and edge the backyard yesterday because I let it get too long, and so I had to mow it twice, and then I had to edge it. Yeah. Um, terrible. I wanted to die, but... The thing about mowing the lawn is you can't escape it. No. It's always there. (laughs) There's no extraction that can save you from that. So you're better off just doing it. Yep. So for my final pick, I am going to go with... uh, This is so hard. (laughs) I'm going to go with a fight with your spouse.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: And here's why. When you're married and you love each other, Nate Bargatze said this in his stand-up every fight you have is stupid. Yes, you know, it's incredibly dumb. It's about dumb things it's like You know Like uh, you just like casually like take a jab at somebody like hey, thanks for leaving this cup in the sink (laughs) (laughs) And they're like, what are you talking about you do this? You know what I mean? And then it's like all of a sudden, we're in this big, huge thing. It, it's dumb. It's really dumb. And when you boil it down, like, the, the vast majority of marriage arguments are that. Yep. Um, so it's it'd be good to just hit the reset button in the form of someone kicking in your front door and um, throwing a smoke grenade in the room mm-hmm. and dragging you out.
1: Yes. Dragging is key, right? Because yes. um, it, it just escorting you out or anything like that. It evokes empathy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. They definitely need to be, very, be as dramatic as possible.
0: Yeah. Screaming loud noises, yeah. You know, they need to be clear like, you need to get out of here, yeah, get you know, back up.
1: Maybe even they punch, stand clear, they punch you and knock you out yes. a little bit, you know,
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think that'd be great because, um, it's the worst and nobody w- wants to be in that situation, mm-hmm. and you always regret it afterwards, so it's just like, screw it, yeah. You know?
1: And after you've been uh, removed from the home, they will say, Oh my goodness, my loving husband that fight was so dumb. I, I need to get him back. Right. And then you just come waltzing in. My like,
0: last words to him were, you are such an idiot. <laughs> and I regret that because now he's been kidnapped by yeah. random undisclosed military personnel. So perspective. Okay. Uh, last
1: one. Last one right here. This, this is a, a prime extraction moment situation here. Um, someone who clearly knows you approaches you. And you Mm-mm-mm. cannot, for the life, remember their name or how you know them Dude. at all. Yes. This, that that just falling feeling in the pit of your stomach when they are so excited that they get to see you again. And you're like, oh no, I'm going to have to use only pronouns in referencing,
0: hey you. Hey buddy. How's the fam? <laughs> you uh, work going okay? How was that thing? That you talked about last time we talked. Yeah,
1: you were um, you were uh, uh, sick at some point in the past decade, right? Yeah, had uh, a
0: cold. Yeah, sure.
1: Yes, um, you're better now. Yeah, <laughs> great. <laughs> so, so much, so much. What I, what I love. This one could be more covert because since you don't remember who they are, um, I like, I really love the slingshot, bungee cord, grappling hook action situation a lot. So, I want them to. Uh, while they're approaching you all of a sudden get distracted they turn and someone bounces in from the ceiling grabs you and you disappear they turn impossible style yes yeah they turn back around you're gone yeah sure that's a good one that's that's what i think about constantly
0: yeah that's a really good one that's that's a bad situation um all good picks my finals were my, my final honorable mentions were packing for a trip shopping for clothes Waiting in the line for a rental car, dude, that takes forever. <laughs> and like, why? And, and like, don't. Yes. <laughs> um, giving the dogs a bath, <sighs> wet dog. Yeah. They're they're jumping. They're squirming. Um, I don't know. It's terrible. And any presentation, anytime mm. you're presenting anything to anyone, because nothing good ever comes out of a presentation. Like at work. Like I find myself giving presentations sometimes, but so much more gets accomplished from like just a casual discussion where everyone is prepared. Sure. So like why? And <laughs> it's dumb. So, uh, do you have any honorable mentions? I have one. Uh, I have only only one. Um,
1: going to work knowing your work best friend is off that day. Ah. Oh.
0: Bro, it's a tough one that is tough or they're out for like the week yeah dude forget that <laughs> you're just like wow i might as well just take pto how much pto <laughs> do i have okay great see ya
1: yep i have uh only four out of five days well i'm taking an unpaid day <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah i'm just gonna not work that day so yeah that is rough that's a rough one for sure um good ones if anybody else thinks of situations that we missed or places that we missed hit us up other than that, that's all we got. That's all we got this week. We're going to be streaming soon. We're going to do another PFB movie night. We might even make it a family movie night this time. We'll see what happens. Whoa. Meaning we'll watch a family movie. Our show is family friendly in the sense that we don't use obscenities, but like, it's not really made for children per se. Like, right. Kids aren't going to like love it. So here's how I envision this. If we do a family movie, you can pop an earbud in while your kiddos watch the movie and you can listen to our commentary while you watch it. So yes. that'll be fun. Um, that's what I plan on doing while we while we stream the thing. So it's going to be a good time. Fantastic. So we just got to come up with a movie and a date, but we'll keep you guys posted there. Um, other than that, keep following us on social. We appreciate all the engagements you guys are giving us, all the likes and clicks and all that. We've had a really fun time. We've had a really, really fun month on social. I know everybody's kind of locked in. Um, Kirk and I have been kind of pouring ourselves into these fun social media prompts so hopefully you guys have been enjoying that we've definitely enjoyed the conversation um and until next time we'll we'll keep you guys posted on what we're going to review we want to give a special thanks to our executive producer ryan spriggs and we want to give a shout out to ryan spriggs and brandon Aristed for our awesome awesome theme music we will see you all next week talk to you then <laughs> you gotta
1: have the match burning in the butt. Keep going.
0: Damn, <laughs> 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 Man, if I, that was like the perfect Roto-Time drum roll. That I just did. <laughs> it was.